What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas, and this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Sorry, my voice is a little raspy today, but uh, I've been yelling at kids for the last couple of days. So, anyway, uh, we're gonna we're here to talk today about the the game yesterday between the preseason game between the 49ers and the Vikings. Uh, 49ers get the win. Not that it really matters in preseason. It, uh, but the 49ers did win 17 to seven, and really, it was. Uh, there, it was it was kind of uh if if you're not into preseason because you're not you're not really you don't really like watching backups and like all that kind of stuff then I get it like uh, I I get it but that's what you got me here for to kind of go over the things that I did see and the things that could be something to look for in the future from us fans and it's and it really comes down and it really comes down to the uh because mostly it was the backups playing this game the 20 there was about 27 i think uh 27 people that didn't play starters that didn't play in this game so it was there's just a lot of guys that did not that we didn't get to see so a lot of people i can understand trade didn't play so i can understand why people would be kind of leery about even watching the game at all but there was a lot to like there was a lot to like in this game and uh and i was really i was really pleasantly surprised by the performance other than one glaring aspect of the game that i'll get to later but for the most part the defense still showed out <laughs> defense still showed they showed that even even our backups on defense really kind of i mean they're they're just it's a really stout group and especially on the defensive line i think that we have a lot of guys that would be starters on another team on our third string so it's like we have a wealth of riches is basically what i'm trying to get at and and we just have to, as 49er fans, we have to kind of temper our expectations, kind of look at these games as realize that we're they're they're also going against second and third stringers. So it's nothing to get entirely, oh, this is what's gonna exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna do this against everybody. No, that's not that's not what's gonna happen. Like uh, you got some guys that just showed some flashes and things that these are guys that could be moving up as we as we as they go along in their career maybe not this season but these are names to be looking out for maybe for next season even if there's injuries this season they're like we might be looking at these guys starting so it's a good it's a good time to get to know some of these names and really just kind of like just kind of get settled into what because you're not going to hear who's on our second and third string from the from the national guys you're not going to hear about those guys but I think there was a lot to like from our backups and a lot to like from these young guys that we've that uh, that we've gotten in the last year or two. So but let's start breaking down like the actual like first off, my first my first thoughts on the game itself. My the main take my main takeaways from this game were we have we have pretty decent backup quarterbacks. Like uh, I think that it's a major upgrade from what we've had in the past. Uh, C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins were—I I would venture to say—they were not good. Now, with that being said, we don't know what Sudfeld and Brock Purdy would look like against ones, but I would say that I was pleasantly surprised at the at the level of how would you say just the level of like the knowledge of the offense. Brock Purdy really is kind of is really impressing me as far as his just comfortability in the pocket. And it's, and his just, 
it seems like he knows the he has great anticipation knows where the guys are supposed to be and uh like and Sudfeld has equal they they both look good that was my that was my main takeaway from from uh, this game was both of our backup quarterbacks look look pretty decent they look pretty solid they're not going to be world beaters they're backups for a reason but at the same time like I don't think that we have anything to worry about it from from a backup quarterback standpoint if that makes sense so they, uh, that was one takeaway. Second takeaway is we've got, we have a ridiculously amount, uh, just a wealth of riches on this defensive line. Uh, there was, there was just though none of their quarterbacks really had time to set their feet and just, just throw. I think there was one drive where they actually drove down the field on us, but for the most part, they were running for their life for a majority of the game, and, and which is kind of funny because the 49ers only had one sack, but you could see that Minnesota was doing was specifically trying to get the ball out fast because they knew that they weren't going to have a lot of time. Uh, but that was, that was the second takeaway. My la- my third main takeaway for this game was, was our, the back of the back end of uh, the secondary. They're not too bad. I, I'm not too scared of, uh, because it looks like we're going to be missing Jimmy Ward for, I mean, they're, they're, speculating that it might be like what week one, week two, like he might be back week three. So I just look at it as like, uh, I I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. I think that looking at our schedule, looking at what, who's in back of, in back of uh, Jimmy Ward, I think that we we're going to be okay. I think that we're going to be okay. We've got a lot of young players back there, but we've got a lot of exciting young players back there. And I think that they're really going to inject some youth, inject some excitement, uh, this and, and some picks that, that is something that we haven't had in this place for years. The 49ers have already picked off six balls. I believe six balls, uh, in two preseason games. It's, I mean, granted, it's our backups, and they're going against backups. Like, uh, but the reality is, is this is something we didn't see in preseason last year. So, a lot to be excited about. A lot to be excited about. But I, I really want to start off. Let, let's start off with the with the quarter with those backup quarterbacks and like brought. So Nate Sutfeld, I think he's. I think everybody kind of knows he's going to be QB two. He ended up going thirteen to seventeen for one hundred and two yards. Uh, and one touchdown. He had a really nice drive at the at the towards the end of the the half. And like it was the even and then he went for then they went for two and he and he made another nice play. Just knowing the offense, you could see he has the anticipation. He knows where guys are gonna be. He's throwing to spots, and that's what I was really impressed by. Uh Nate Sudfeld. Uh Brock Purdy is kind of going off of feel at this point, but even he looks like he's kind of he's getting the offense down pretty quickly and he has a very good sense of just he has a good sense of pocket presence and like I think that's really important that's a really important thing not say Nate uh Sudfeld not that he didn't have good pocket presence but he kind of is stationary in the pocket and he's not gonna really go uh, like he's not gonna be just running uh running all the time the guy is a he's six six I believe and uh, he's not the most fleet of foot. Uh, he can move out of the pocket. We've seen him do it, but he he really wants to kind of stand in the pocket and anticipate those throws. And uh, it's it's just two different kind of styles. Brock Purdy's a little guy. I think he's listed at six one, but he might be six feet. 
<laughs> like, uh, and it's just, it, it's two different guys, but I would say that the results are pretty similar, but it, it was, it was really good to see these guys take command of the offense and really kind of just, these are things that, that I think that we assumed were in this offense that we just didn't see a lot of. And this is without like these ridiculous run games that they've had, that the quarterbacks have had in the plat in the past. Uh, it's just going off of Kyle's system. And I think you, you can be ready to see a lot of this this season with Trey in there. I know Trey didn't play today, but I think you can you can bet on seeing a lot of this. And it's uh, the same things that we saw yes, in yesterday's game, which is a lot of intermediate throws. They threw a lot of stuff over the middle, waiting for those guys to get open on crossers, just uh, just levels, levels plays. And uh, I, was I was just really impressed. But uh, I want to get back to Purdy. Purdy went 14 to 23 and for 128 yards. Uh, he didn't have a touchdown, but I would say that it he was a lot better than what the stat line says because I I don't I didn't count how many drops happened in this game, but it was a lot. It was a lot for me. It was a lot. It was enough for me to comment on Twitter about how many drops it was. It, and they were they weren't like, oh well, it hit him in the hand, so they should. It wasn't the type of drop where, oh, yeah, it hit him in the hand, so they should have got it. Hit, touched in the, no, the, the, he was catching – these quarterbacks were catching these guys in stride, and they were just dropping balls. They were running – a couple of guys ran, were starting to run without the ball before they got the ball in their hands. Uh, a couple of guys just – I mean, they're just muffs. It's, it's hitting these guys in the hands. And uh, I want to say Purdy made a really nice throw to Danny Graham. Unfortunately, it was out of bounds. And I know everybody's going to say, well, you know, it was out of bounds. I mean, it, how good of a throw could it have been? But just taking the shot play when everybody knew it was coming, <laughs> everyone knew it was coming. And uh, to, to take the shot play like that, and Danny Gray really impressed me in going up for the ball and uh, and getting it at the catch point, kind of shielding the defender. It was it was really it was a really good rep. Uh, and I I was it was just an aspect of this offense that we haven't seen in a long time in a long time and it's it, it gets me excited because it, this is these are things that that we just knew going into games that we didn't have in our arsenal and now teams are gonna have to take this into consideration they're not going to be able to stack the box but but i digress so i, I I, honestly, I was just really impressed with the two quarterbacks, and I run and make sure that both of these guys got their kudos. Uh, now, Brock Purdy's rating was only seventy six, but like I said, the drops—if he—if they didn't—if they—if they make those catches instead, if those are catches instead of drops, he's probably over a hundred rating. I, I would venture to say. And then I saw somebody make a comment about the the um, the one play at the goal line where the other uh, the Vikings were obviously offsides Ob i mean it was so obvious it was ridiculous i mean when i said it in in real time it looked like they were offsides so the rest the rest just missed it but apparently it's not reviewable and somebody i saw somebody say that that oh they're never going to call that like i don't know why they wouldn't call that <laughs> like it it is what it is like he was he was early so the 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 bottom line is is that they probably should have had a touchdown right there there was a lot of points it, this this game should have been a blowout, and I would think that if our firsts were in there, it probably would have been uh, like. But 
Uh, because if Ayuk and and Debo were in there, I'm expecting them to catch the, some of those, especially some of some of those really easy balls. Um, but but as far as the QBs go, like they did, I thought they did really well, better than the numbers suggest. So let's move on to the running backs, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna put it out there right now. Trey Sermon is not the one. I I just don't see it like at all. And I know that he's going to get a little bit a leeway because he was a third round pick and they traded up to get him. But I'm hoping that they try to trade him. And if they don't trade him, they got to trade somebody else because it would be, it would be, it would suck. I think all of the running backs except for Sermon have looked, have looked pretty good. Like, I mean, every, every single last one of them. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, the fact that Brock Purdy had as much rushing yards as Trey Sermon did, uh, kind of, and a better average, like, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like he is, he's not seeing the game. He's not seeing the blocks develop and he's not hitting the hole. He's still dancing. And for, even though we all heard that he had been working on just hitting the hole and putting his foot in the ground and going, but that's not what we're seeing on the field. He's not picking, he's not picking the crease, see the crease and run through it, period. Like, I mean, it's, there's certain running backs that are doing that. Now, Tyrion Davis Price, TDP, on the other hand, now he did, he was like a mix of, of Trey Sermon and another back there where I'm going to mention after him, but he, he, like, he had one play where I thought that he bounced it out, like, uh, and he shouldn't have bounced it out. Like, uh, he got caught going lateral instead of go, going up, just getting what he could get, especially in short yardage. I feel like when you're in short yardage, you just got to get the, you just got to get the first down. And I felt like TDP probably got talked to on the sideline about that because, uh, because after, after that play, he was just running into walls and he was running through those creases like we talked about. And he looked a whole lot better after that, because once again, like if he's a big guy, and you got if you've got that power, you should be able to run through a couple of arm tackles, and that shouldn't be an issue for him. But you saw later on after that, yeah, he had a couple of explosive runs like that. You could he was moving the pile, and that's the important thing for TDP. I feel like because we've got Elijah Mitchell that that can that has some burst to him, and TDP has some burst. Don't don't mistake. He's not fast fast, but he's got some burst. But uh, Elijah Mitchell has the has the burst that that can we can get chunk chunk plays chunk plays uh, on a regular basis and we saw it last season from him. So, uh, but as far as TDP go, but I just want to get back to Trey Sermon real quick. Is that Trey Sermon is just not uh, like I just don't see it. I just don't see it in the cards for him now. I'm hoping that another team is willing to take a chance on his talent level because he does have athletic ability and he has the size. It's all the, the tools are there. And we're hoping that another team will maybe think that maybe he's a better fit for a uh, power gap scheme. Maybe he is. I don't know, but in our system, it's not really working. So I'm hoping that we're not wasting carries on, on this guy at this point. I know we're going to see a lot of him in the third game against the Texans. And, uh, but I really want to see from TDP. I want. I really want to see from Sermon just some decisiveness when he's going up in that hole. And pause. 
And then, and I really want to, uh, I really want to look at, I, I want to really want to see a certain running back get more touches because anytime this guy gets the ball, he's, it's a, he's electric, but I'm going to get to him in a second. Like uh, I want to get through all these guys. Um, but the next guy I want to talk about is, is uh, Jamichael hasty. Jamichael hasty has looked really good in this preseason, in these two preseason games. Uh, I, if it was any other season, and it was any other running back room. I would say that this guy is probably going to be your running back, your, your second running back. Unfortunately, he's got, he's in this running back room and you've got Elijah Mitchell. Who's going to start. I mean, he was almost a thousand yard back. You got Trey Sermon, who was a third round pick that they traded up for. Uh, you got Tyrion Davis price that they, that they drafted, uh, that they drafted again in the, in, I believe it was the third round. Then now you've got, and now you've got this other guy that I, that I'm going to talk about. We are going to talk about it. We are going to talk about this man, Jordan Mason. If, okay. If y'all don't, if y'all don't give this man some care, some touches this season, he better make the team. This guy, I don't care that he's going against third stringers. I don't care. This guy runs the right way. He runs different than every other running back on this roster. And, if he was, if he honestly, if it was, if, if all things were created equal, he'd be my running back one. He would be no doubt in my mind. He would be like, I think he runs better than all of them, but unfortunately he's an undrafted free agent. They've invested draft capital in these other guys. So they're going to get the first looks, but Jordan Mason had better make this team. I, and I, and I would I, I I don't know. Like I think that there would be the rant of all rants coming if he does not make this team. So I, I I don't know. But Jordan Mason looked like a wrecking ball out there, and the and the offensive line just seemed to. And maybe it was Jordan Mason's running. I don't know. But the the offensive line just looked better. Maybe it was because they were going against the uh, the third stringers, but uh, it looked more con- more complete. Their, their blocking was a lot better when Jordan Mason was in there, but it could have been that Jordan Mason was just hitting the holes and he would see a crease and you could see it on the videos after, if you rewatch the game, uh, he would find the crease and he's just powering through there, running as fast as he can and running over people, running through people's chest. It was just, it was a, th- it was a sight to build. I think all of us that like Jordan Mason, I could sit here and talk, for a while, even though he got a, a, only a few carries. So, uh, but with that being said, like, I mean, the running back room, it, this is a good problem to have, honestly. Like, I can't tell you, I, I couldn't say how many teams in the NFL would have, what, four, four guys that could really, really be the top running back on a team. Like, they have some talent in this running back room. And, when we get the start, when we get the starters in there, the starting offensive line in there, and they get used to opening, running through those holes, I think it's going to be, it's going to look even more devastating because as we're going to get to later, they're not going to be able, defenses aren't going to be able to stack the box anymore. So now it's not going to be, it's not going to be to a point to where you guys can just, oh, okay, well, Jimmy's throwing back there. So we're just going to stack the box and we know he's not going to throw over the top. That's no longer the case. So you're not going to be able to stack the box. 
those got those running backs are waiting to run over your second level and uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really I think it's going to be really good. I think right now in these preseason games Kyle has been almost how do I put this? He's he's almost been dialing up plays just to see it looks like he's just dialing up plays to see what the what these running backs are going to do when they see small creases. Like it's like he wants to see them just take what they can get. Cuz I think that that for especially for TDP and Trey Sermon, I feel like that's their weakness. And I know that that Kyle probably thinks that at this point. And that, so that's why he's drawing up the plays that he's, it's really vanilla. It's a lot, some power, some basic traps. And he's just waiting. He's just waiting for these guys. Just hit the hole, hit the hole that's there, get what you can. I think that he wants to see that from those guys. And uh, to this point, we've, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. Trey Sermon, we haven't gotten anything. I think the guy is averaging 1.6 yards a carry in both games. So not, not good. Like, uh, but with, uh, with TDP, you see a little bit more of explosiveness in TDP and he's not as, I won't say as bad as Trey Sermon, because I don't want to put that label on him yet. I think that he's an unfinished product. And I think that he still, it still hasn't gotten through to him yet that he needs to just pick the hole and go. So, but it is what it is. Let's move on to the receivers, which I was really disappointed in our receivers in this game. Like, uh, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think the quarterbacks really put them in good position in really, really good positions to make plays. And there was only a couple that really took advantage of anything. Malik Turner looked really, looked good to me. And uh, Ross Dwelly had three catches. Tanner Hudson. Let's talk about Tanner Hudson. <clears throat> he had five catches, 43 yards. Granted, it was against three, the threes. I get that. Like, I, I completely understand. Like, uh, but the man just gets open. He gets open, sure hands. Uh, I mean, he dropped, I think he dropped one. He didn't, he like, he had six targets. He got five. So, uh, Ross Dwelly, he had three targets. He had three catches. So, I mean, it, Willie Sneed looked really good. Like now, but the rest of them, Marcus Johnson needs to be gone already. Like, I think that that guy is done is I, I think he's done on this team. Uh, he, I think he had a, he had a fumble and uh, he missed that. He, he had a bad drop and I just, I, I'm not impressed with Marcus Johnson at all. Um, but there's, there's, they just have a lot of guys. Like uh, they have a lot of guys on their second and third teams that that aren't bad they're not terrible like uh but especially the tight ends i think the tight end it it was almost like they they had a they made a concerted effort to to get the tight ends the ball in this game uh to see who that tight end three to two was going to be i think weren't charlie warner is going to be the tight end two uh but i think they're all fighting for that tight end three spot i don't know the drop ross totally gets it even though he had three targets three catches I don't know that he's going to get there. I think that uh, Hudson is at least going to make the practice squad. Like, I think they're going to hold three on the, on the roster. And I think, uh, but Ross Dwelly just is never impressed in blocking. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to, what they're going to do. I think they really made an effort to, to, re- to replace that, either get a bona fide tight end two or, a, or at least a bona fide tight end three. And, to this point, the only person that's really impressed me is is Hudson. 
<laughs> like, uh, but it's against the third, the threes. So I don't, uh, I don't know how impressed you can be against the threes, but Brock Purdy seems to have utmost amount of confidence in that kid. And, uh, and he's rewarded him every time he's gone out there. So, but, but the rest of the wide receivers, I mean, Danny Gray, like I said before, had a really nice catch. Granted, it was out of bounds, but like, uh, but he had a really nice catch and it was, I was really, I was really impressed by that, by that catch, because all you hear about Danny Gray is he's a burner. He's going to have to be wide open to make the catch. No, this kid was running routes in this game. And I think that he's, I think that he's more than just a burner. Uh, so let's let, let, let's just, I mean, of course we're going to pump the brakes because it is preseason, but I just, I feel like Juwan Jennings, Juwan Jennings is another guy that I'm going to talk about real quick, but he had another drop in this game and with not a good sign for him. He did have a cat. He did have two catches, uh, but, but he only had seven, he had seven yard, two catches, seven yards and I, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing what we saw from him last year. I almost feel, I, I hate to say that it's almost like he feels comfortable, but he shouldn't, <laughs> he should not feel comfortable at all. But the talent on this, on this team, and I know it sounds like I'm downplaying the talent on this team, but the, but Danny Gray, Ray, Ray McLeod, uh, I mean, the Ray Ray McLeod, you got Debo, you've got Ayuk, yeah, and then you've got Kittle, and uh, like there's too many pass catchers on this team for you to think that and get comfortable. It's just it you shouldn't do it shouldn't be, be you should not be comfortable. Let's put it that way. And now he does give them an aspect in the blocking game that nobody else is going to give them. But uh, but Malik Turner, I think, uh, showed out on special teams today, which is. Good sign for him. And uh, speaking about Marcus Johnson again, he tried. He tried <laughs> on special teams, but but the reality was, I mean, I but he ended up with a fumble, I believe. Like us, it's Marcus Johnson is just not. Uh, yeah, I, I feel bad for the guy because I feel like he probably hasn't been the same since Warner knocked him out, and uh, it's unfortunate. But uh, Tay Martin had a, t- a couple of catches. Uh, TDP had one. Trey Sermon had one. On uh, uh, I think they were both screens. Hasty had one. But uh, Willie Sneed. Let's talk about Willie Sneed for a minute. Willie Sneed is is a vet, and honestly, I thought that this was he was going to be a he was a throwaway type of player, like he was a camp body. And uh, but I would say that he's he looks good. He looks solid. He's. He looked yesterday. He looked like the the veteran on the on the field that they needed, that those quarterbacks needed, uh, because he was the one catching the ball. I think he had, uh, yeah, three targets, three catches. Yeah, but he was the one on the field, like kind of, like when they needed a catch, he was the he was there for him. And uh, I think that that's an important piece to have. Now, granted, we don't have Debo, we don't have, uh, we don't have Ayuk out there, so. Uh, I think obviously those are going to be the safety valves. Uh, and then Juwan Jennings was that guy last year for Jimmy, but I, I don't know what it's going to be look like this season. Cause I think it's going to look completely different with Trey Lance, but I just, I just think there's a lot of camp bodies to get through Willie Sneed. Just keep an eye on Willie Sneed. Like, uh, because if on that, for that wide receiver six spot, I really think it's going to be Malik Turner, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was Willie Sneed. I really wouldn't. Like, uh, I think that he looked half, he looked pretty decent. And I think that he's a guy that they kind of need. He, he blocks well, he plays good on, he plays special teams. Like, I think that that's a, that's something that you need that veteran presence. If one of your guys goes down, uh, one of those wide receivers goes down, you don't want a bunch of young guys, uh, backing them up. Like, uh, you might want that veteran presence out there to, to help out. And, uh, so Willie seems just a guy to keep, keep your eye on, uh, and, uh, just don't, don't count him out. Uh, now we did, we did have some fumbles. Like I said, we had Marcus Johnson, Brock Purdy has, had a, had a fumble. He actually gave the, the ball to the other team. Uh, but we also, we also recovered one. Uh, I think one of them, Jordan Mills got back and then Sammy Womack, Sammy Womack got another, made him another big play when they needed it. Like, uh, Somebody knocked the ball out on special teams and Sam, just happened. Sam Womack just happened to be there for uh, like, he just happens to be around the ball again for the on special teams. So Sam Womack is just, I think he's going to be a special player. Uh, and, but, and I think that we all thought, assumed that the, the Nickelback spot after last game was just sewn up. But after this game, it might be a little different, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But it might be a little, there might be a little bit of competition there, uh, and I'll get to it in a minute. But let's move on to the defense, like uh, because this is my favorite part of the team, <laughs> and uh, and I want to get into what we saw from this defense. That now they, the Minnesota Vikings scored seven points, but I would say that they really kind of got lucky to get those seven. <laughs> And there was a couple of batted balls that would have that if they would have been picked off, like uh, they wouldn't have even got the seven. So, but I want to speak about this defenses because they got another couple of picks in this game. And but I want to talk about the aggressiveness, the aggressive nature of that about them going after the football and not just from fumbles, not recovering fumbles, not just interceptions, but these this these defensive linemen tr- going batting balls down like going after the the quarterback's arm i i think it's so it's so impressive it's so different from uh not that they didn't do it at all last year but it's just so it just seems so much more obvious that that's what they're trying to do rather than get sex because they know teams are trying to get the ball out quick against them but yeah, it. I was very impressed. I was very impressed by these, uh, by the defensive line, and by this team in general. And it was. Uh, what's going on, Mariah? Appreciate you coming on. The uh, but, yeah, it's. I want to talk about the defense. Let's start with the defensive line. So Drake Jackson. Let's talk about Drake Jackson a little bit. Drake Jackson is that kid for them to allow the 49ers to get this kid in the second round fall this far now i understand why he fell i understand why he fell he was misused at usc they were trying to use him as a drop dropping coverage linebacker in some instances and like that kind of stuff and while he could slim down and he could do that with the 49ers he's gotten a chance to add weight play at a comfortable 270 pounds this kid is athletic he's dynamic and he has a nose for the ball he is relentless in pursuit 
I I just love this kid. Like, uh, and I honestly, I wasn't happy about the pick. <laughs> like, I know it's going to sound sacrilegious, but like, uh, I wasn't happy about the pick. Like, because I thought we needed a safety. And, but the 49ers know better than I do. They got this young, this young wonderkind of a, uh, of a kid that is just, he's great off the, he's, he's just firing off the ball. Nobody, you're not going to guard this guy one-on-one. I just don't see it. I, I know he's going against the twos and the threes, but I think that it's going to be just, he's going to be just as dynamic when the season starting, he's going against ones. It's, it's the, the technique and the power that he has and the speed and athleticism, his change of direction is crazy. Like, uh, I mean, he's leaning one direction, can completely stop on a dime and go the other. Like when a quarterback is, uh, he doesn't leave that contained. It's, I think he's good against the run. Like that, that, that's a whole nother aspect of it. And I think most of our ends are really good against the run, which is key because just so you guys know, that was the reason why they always used to stick Eric Armstead out there on the end was because it's because they needed somebody to hold that, to set the edge in the run game. But I don't think that's going to be an issue anymore. Eric Armstead is going to be able to thrive in the middle of the field next to Javon Kinlaw. And I'm going to say with the emphasis that it deserves Javon Kinlaw, this man, because that's the only word for him is this man that he was out there just mauling God. They, when they didn't double him, that when they were stupid enough not to double him, he was throwing guys out of the way and getting to the quarterback. So all these guys that that sat there and said, oh, he's a bust, he's this, he's that, he's whatever, the man was injured. He says he he had an interview, after post-game interview, said, hey, this is the first time I've been healthy in a long, 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 he said it like six times, long time. So he's feeling good. He looks like he feels good. He's and the energy is picking up because he's making plays. He's great against the run. He is, he's really good. He's been really good on pass. And when they, like I said, if they don't double him, he's throwing, he's throwing guys out of the way. This guy is super strong. Like it's super quick for his size. <laughs> he had a sack. Like uh, the man is like a, uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to call him. Like, uh, I got to give him a nickname, but I don't know what I'm going to call him. But right now, he's just, he's a man. And that's, that's, that's my nickname for him right now. He's a man. And, uh, but back to Drake Jackson, I think Drake Jackson is going to be starting, is going to be starting by the end of this season. I think he's going to get a majority that looks, especially on, on third downs. But, and that is not to say that we are, there is a weakness behind him. Ebicom looks good. Uh, the uh, Kamoko Ture is another guy that has been. He honestly, it, it's it kind of sucks that he. It almost sucks that we have such a wealth of riches on this defensive line because on any other team, Kamoko Ture would be a beast. Now, granted, he would he had some injury issues uh, in Indianapolis, but and this might be the best situation for him that he's used in the situational aspect. Like, uh, but I just, I'm really rooting for this guy. He is tons of energy, uses great technique, athletic, strong at the point of attack, really good against the run. Like, I just, I'm really, I can't talk enough about this defensive line. Like, uh, and Ridgeway played, Ridgeway played. Let's mention Ridgeway. Give Ridgeway some love. He, he was, he was really good. 
Like uh, I thought he was, he looked really good. He had a penalty, but I thought he was really good. He looked really good pushing the pocket back. He made it like, a, I thought he was just going to be a run stuffer, but he was pushing the pocket back in the pass game against the pass. Like uh, it's the way, can we, can we just get this out? Chris Kosurik is the best uh, defensive line coach in the, in the NFL. I think that we can all, I think all of us as 49er fans, if you didn't know who our defensive line coach is, understand and we're probably one of the few teams that knows who our defensive line coach's name is but just think about it this man has taken everyone's failures and turned them into players just think about that for a second who was arden key <laughs> who was arden key uh when they picked him up nobody was saying anything about oh that's a great pickup maurice hurst same thing now granted maurice hurst didn't play that's has really played but they just get guys. He they get guys and they give them to Kasurik and he turns them into ballers. It's if it's not going to, it's not a question of he's going to make them better. It's just a question of how high are they willing to go. But I think the culture of this defensive line and the culture of this team, having a guy like Nick Bosa that I feel is is really willing to help the young younger guys. Uh, he's talked about it in a couple of different interviews. I think with with having him on the squad, all these guys take uh, all of our main guys take a leadership role on this on this team, and I think that's our the culture is just so crazy, uh, so crazy. And if it sounds like I'm standing right now, I am like I'm completely 100% standing, standing. Um, so, but all right, enough for me of me standing about the uh, defensive line. They looked tremendous yesterday. The those quarterbacks could not. None of the quarterback Mannion or the other or Mond could not. They couldn't set their feet in the pocket. Now, granted, they got seven points. They got, but every other drive, it felt like they just, it they just couldn't get their feet set to throw. So, it was it was another good day for the defensive line, and that it's obviously going to be a strength of this team. Um, Amena, who looked good too, I, I want to give him some love, but he did have one play that I was really kind of perplexed by the where he did just decided he wasn't going to set the edge and they got a big run big time run off of it i think it was madison at the time but um but yeah so let let's talk about the linebackers real quick Oren burks continues to impress i don't think anybody thought that this guy was going to be anywhere like uh close to a factor on this as a backup but i mean the guy is just everywhere he had Eight total tackles. He had five solos uh, yesterday, uh, and in the game before that, he had quite a few. He had he had like eight tackles by the by the half. So Oren Burks looks really good. Flanagan Foles looks solid. All of our all of our guys like, and it could be just be the system that that we that D'Amico runs, but it just they just fly to the ball. They played a lot of zone. They didn't play a lot of man yesterday. They played a lot of zone yesterday. And it was, and it made them fly around. I felt like it made them fly around even more than uh, than normal. I think that that gives these guys a chance to show their athleticism because all of them are not huge linebackers. They're all that that lighter on the lighter side, two twenty, two twenty five. And uh, but I think that that's where it shows up is that they're able to be in position. They get to that position and they just start gang tackling. Like so, yeah. The linebackers looked really good. Uh, I thought they looked really good. Now let's talk about the back, the back end of the defense a little bit. Back end of the defense, they they looked really good. Like now, granted, 
they didn't have really they weren't getting going against any burners their wide receiver core and the or, or the tight ends for minnesota besides besides those uh jefferson who didn't play and thielen who didn't play they just don't scare me at all like where our guys were were obviously athletic and they were getting open still they had drops but they were getting open like uh, their their guys could not get open and I mean, that's a testament to our defense, but it's also, I think it kind of says a lot about the the talent that they have in their building. And uh, I, I wasn't really impressed by their, by their backups at all. So I think it was a little bit of both, but because of that, a, a certain guy got to shine, which is, um, which is the, which I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about this, this guy, like, cause Sam Womack, of course he shines. He's always going to shine in coverage. He played, he had another good day of reps like, uh, and, but Diamador Lenore, this is a guy that I said, I said on past podcasts that I think that he may not make the team. I, after his showing last at the, towards the end of last season where they didn't even want him on the field. Uh, I thought that this guy, it was going to be hard for him to make this team, but he play. He has been one of, in in camp and in these preseason games. He's been one of the best corners out there. Now, granted, E man uh, and Shavarius uh, Ward haven't played any of the games. So, but as far as the backups go, I mean, he's been solid and easily one of the best tacklers and the most physical of the corners. Easily one of the most physical. I would say uh, him and Sam Womack are both really physical for their size. And uh, it's, and, but Lenore has this way and I want you, I want everybody to pay attention to it next time they watch him play, but he has this way of, he gets, he gets in position to make the tackle. And then he just, he's like a kamikaze. Like uh, he just, he gets an extra step and just launches himself into the guy. It's really, he, he, he creates collisions. And it's, it's great to, it's great to watch. Like, I love it. And it's, uh, but, but yeah, he had another good game. Uh, Tariq Castro fields got on the field and Tariq, Tariq, uh, I'm just going to call him TCF because I'm not going to say Tariq Castro fields every two seconds, but TCF, that man, he's, he's got a little ways to go. Like, uh, I like, I like, I like that he's a willing tackler but he, this man's got to work on some technique because he was obviously not as physical as the other guys. Uh, he, a lot of drag down tackles and, and one, uh, the guy, he just missed the tackle, but I, I just really feel like uh, TCF could be better. He's just, it's a mentality thing. Like he doesn't have that. Uh, what I see out of him is he he's in position. He's in really good position he stays, he stays in good. He's not going to get beat. He wasn't going to get beat because they had him in off coverage. But the, the issue with him is, is when it's time to come up and make the collision, he just gets up there and puts hands on him and tries to drag the guy down instead of making, making a uh, coming with some aggression and coming with some sense of urgency. That's what I want to see out of him. And I'm hoping that I see it the next game because I do feel like he has the measurable traits to be good, whatever, whatever position you want to put. I know a lot of people thought of him and I thought of him as maybe a candidate to move to safety uh, because of his measurables and his size. Like, but not when, if he's tackling like that, he's not going to be no safety. If he, if he's tackling like that. 
So I want to, I want to see him get more physical. That's, and I think that that because of that reason, we're probably going to see him probably move to the practice squad. I think he's a prime candidate for the practice squad because the measurables are there. Like uh, the ability is there. It's how do we unlock that mentality in him and how do the, how does D'Amico get that out of him? So, and, and there's a lot of guys that are on this team right now that already have that. Uh, Holman, I feel like has that. Um, the re- I'm, Honestly, the rest of the guys, all of, all of them, I feel like have that. So it's, it, it's, it's, he sticks out like a sore thumb. TCF kind of sticks out like a sore thumb when he's out there. He's because he just seems kind of unsure of himself when he's doing things. So, uh, but I think he just needs to trust in his ability a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, Kadar Holman, I, I think that even though he gets beat now and then I like the aggression, I like the aggression and I like that aspect. I think that that's in this defense. I think that that him being a backup, I think that that's going to keep him. And honestly, I don't know if he's going to make the team or not, but I, I feel like that's going to keep him on. I, if they, he does make the team, I feel like that's what keeps him, is going to keep him on the team is that it's his level of aggression, his sense of urgency. And, uh, but yeah, we've got Tavares. I want to mention Tavares more because I feel like he got, um, if he had one really bad play, he had one really bad play in last game and we all know what it is. We all know what that was, but I don't think that there's a reason to just give up on this kid yet. Like uh, he, he was, he made a good pass breakup and I don't know if anybody saw the play, but he had to come from straight middle field all the way over. And I think that's where, that's what's going to keep him on the team is his athleticism and his speed I think that he was aggressive at the catch point. Like, uh, and it's, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I like Tavarius more. <laughs> I just do. Uh, we're going to mention Odom. George Odom had a pick. And uh, George Odom had a pick. It was kind of the same, almost the exact same play that he had in, pra- in the practice, which, yeah, like, I mean, it's, and like, uh, granted, I guess he he probably saw the route and he had just undercut it. But I like George Odom. Like, uh, I don't know if that's bad to say, but I, I think that we're in pretty decent hands with George Odom if he has to play for for Jimmy Ward. If they end up playing him, I mean, it might be Traverius more, but I think that they're more comfortable with George Odom. I think that he plays with, uh, he's in the right spot more than Traverius more. Uh, and I think that he has, I think he has better technique than Traverius Moore. And uh, I don't think that he's athletic, obviously, but I think that that's something that we're going to have to look at. And uh, I think that that's going to, because I think that both of those guys make it, but I think that I'm interested to see who they start at that. If, if uh, Jimmy Ward doesn't start week one. So, but I would venture to say that it's probably going to be Odom. I, I like Odom a lot. Uh, he's a guy that really could, could use a little bit of of umph at the at the point of attack. Also, uh, he he could be a little bit more aggressive, like uh, at the, at the at the tackle. But but I mean, he he does his job and he gets guys down. He's 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 in on most of the plays. I I like George Odom. Like uh, so, I'm not I'm not I'm not mad that he's that he's here. Like uh, I feel about him almost the way I feel about Oren Burks. I. I'm pleasantly surprised. Let's put it that way. I'm pleasantly surprised at his uh, at his ability level. 
And I think that with the players around him, it's allowing these guys to to look better than they may have looked on other teams. So, um, but anybody else that I needed to mention? Oh, of course, we got uh, the one Taylor Hawkins. Got he was the other guy with the interception. So Taylor Hawkins, who probably is not going to make this team. If he does make it, it'll be on the practice squad. But good, good pick. Like a uh, good play, something to uh, something that uh, that really I mean, when you in these situations in preseason games, that's how you make the team. You got to make plays and kudos to the young man for taking advantage and uh, and making a play. Now, does he make the team? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, he may make the practice squad. That could be like uh, I hope that. He at least makes the practice squad because I feel like he's been solid. But I want to say Quantrez Knight is another guy, another guy that is a he may be in that safety mix that I would like to see get more looks at safety. Uh, I I think that they really need to beef up that safety room. And you might a couple of these guys that because I think they have a lot of corners and I think that they've got they're they're going to try some some guys at some different spots because they all have ability. and. It's just about, and we have one of the best coaching staffs in the league. So why not? Like, see if we can get them, learn them a new skill set. People forget that Jimmy Ward was a corner. He came in as a corner. So he wasn't, he didn't become a safety till, till, uh, what Kyle's second season, I think. So it's entirely possible that one of these guys makes the move to safety. And I just think that we all need to keep our eye out for that. If we see it in this, in this last preseason game, just, just keep an eye out for it. That's all. Um, but last, the last thing I want to mention, because it was, it was really the source of a lot of the, of a lot of our struggles at the beginning of this game is the offensive line. I know that I probably should have talked about them at the, at the beginning of the show. Like when I talked about the offense, but I'm going to mention them now. I it like let's put it this way. I don't ever want to see Sutherland at center again. I'm just going to put that out there. That man is terrible. He is terrible. Straight up and down. Like uh he should not be and I get it if they decided to move him cuz he was so bad at at uh guard but I don't think he makes the team at all. I think that they have I think he's here because of injuries and I don't think that Jordan Mills had a bad uh like uh, he had a bad game like uh too. And I, they had, I, I guess that would be the strength of the, the, the Vikings. If they did have a strength, it was their defensive line. Their defensive line actually looked pretty decent against our offensive line, but they, it looked like Kyle was just trying guys out of different spots than they had normally been. Like he was switching guys for that had normally played the right, but we're all of a sudden playing the left. Um, we had Sutherland at center. Um, and yeah, it's, I really want to see Donovan West get get a chance to play at center. When he was in at center, he looked, in my mind, he looked pretty decent. Now, granted, it was going against the threes, but he got to practice with the twos this week. Maybe they didn't like what they saw. I, I don't know. But every ch- he didn't look good at guard. I will say that. Donovan West did not look good at guard, but he I feel like I feel like Donovan West is not he's going to be on the Aaron Banks plan. And I, and I talked with, uh, I had an interaction with uh, Brad Graham on Twitter about Donovan West going through the Aaron, basically doing the Aaron Banks 
mold, basically getting a, a year to fix his, to sculpt his body and get it ready to be, to be NFL ready. Cause I think that that's really what he's missing. He's kind of, I won't say slow. He it's hard for him to get to the second level. I will say that. I don't want to say he's slow, but he's just not so sure. I'll say it. he's a little slow. He's a little slow. He's a little less athletic than, than he looked in college. I'll say that. And uh, it's kind of a little bit of a struggle for him to get to the, to the second level uh, from what I saw. And it was, and honestly, in pass protection, he gets knocked back and it could be because of his height a little bit, but, but I think that there's something there. Uh, like, because what I will say is he's not getting beat at center. I didn't see him get beat at center. I saw him get beat at guard, but I didn't get to see him get beat at center. I'd like to see him get some work with the twos. Like, uh, I mean, Kyle doesn't have to do anything I say, but I'd like to see it. And, uh, but though Sutherland, I don't ever want to see at center. That's a wrap for that guy. Like, uh, and, uh, there's a, there was a couple Burford looked outstanding again. Burford that looked outstanding. Aaron Banks was solid. I think that Burford kind of makes Banks not look as impressive as because Burford is coming in as a rookie and he's doing everything correctly that he's do he's doing really well. So it makes Aaron Banks, who's been here for a second year, not but he's been solid. Aaron Banks has been solid. Like you don't see him get beat a whole ton. Like uh, so, uh, I like Aaron Banks. Uh, I like I'm, I'm I'm happy. That it looks like he's going to solidify that left that left spot next to Trent, next to Trent, and I mean I think our only question mark is how is Brendel going to do against ones? I think that's our one question, and I don't know. I don't have I don't have the answer to that. Like uh, it'll be interesting to see in the game this Thursday if either team if the teams play their ones. Like I know that Trey Lance is going to play, so I would I would assume Brendel's going to play, but are is i so i guess i guess we'll just say we'll look and see on thursday like how about that i think we're going to get a good idea of what we're going to see week one it's still going to be vanilla coverages and vanilla play calling like but i think we're going to get a better idea of what to see out of the especially out of the offensive line from a blocking standpoint and uh and what they're capable of in pass protection so i'm just like it seems like it's a really short short span between games, but I'm really excited to see it. But for the most part, I would say that the 49ers, uh, if I had to grade this, this game two or the preseason, I would say that it was, a, I would say that it was a solid B plus, even though the score doesn't, doesn't look that way. You know, I'm going to change that B. I'm going to give it a B because of the drops. <laughs> the drops were egregious. They should have blown those guys out though. Like if they, if there were no drops in that game, or even half, <laughs> like they probably blow the, they blow Minnesota out, like, uh, and so just I would say a B, I would say a B because of that and the, uh, and then also there was, there was just, and then there was a fumble, like, uh, I, like I just I would say because of those couple of things, just some, and then the offensive line play was not good, it was not good, but they had a bunch of guys out of position, so. I just think that there was a lot of tinkering and, and experimenting going on. And like, I don't think that that's a true testament to what the offensive line is capable of. So 
but so I'm going to give them a B. Uh, I'm, I can't wait for this, this game. It is in Houston. I thought I was going to get to go, but it looks like I'm going to have to do my other job that day. So it's, uh, but, but I would say, but I think we're all excited to see Trey again. And that's really what it comes down to the, uh, but, oh, I think uh, Chris was talking about Jimmy Ward. He was a safety. He was forced to play corner. Like, uh, I think in, in college he played a lot. I think he played Nick. I think he played a lot of nickel. He was known as a hard hitting corner in college. Like, uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Like, uh, so don't quote me on it, but, but I would, uh, but I would say that it doesn't really matter now. He's a safety now and, and he's one of the best safeties in the league. Top 100 now. Like, uh, so I, I'm, I'm really pleasantly. So I was really pleasantly surprised at our second and third string. It was obviously better than the their second and third string uh, of Minnesota by leaps and bounds. So like, uh, take that for what you will. Uh, but I'm going to get out of here. I'd like uh, to appreciate everybody that, that watches this and, and make sure that you give me a like, a uh, comment, uh, comment in the comments. Thanks, uh, Chris and, and, uh, Mariah for, for showing up in the comments today. Like, uh, but uh, I really appreciate all, all of your guys' support and, uh, I'll be doing another, another show probably this Wednesday before the game. And then I'll probably do another one on Friday. I'm shooting for Friday, right. Uh, the day after the game. So, uh, be, make sure you look out for those, make sure you hit that bell for the notification. And on, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, this they'll also also like make sure that you tell your friends that they can get it on the uh, any audio podcast uh, platform that they that they use they can they can listen to it there too. But yeah, I really appreciate everything and all the things from everybody. So the uh, but yeah, like I appreciate all you guys. So until Wednesday, go Niners.